If I had a billboard, you're not quite sure how many people see that billboard. Mm -hmm. But if I run an ad, I can tell you exactly how many people saw your ad and clicked okay, on that's it. Fair. So it's trackable. For example, like there's uh, Google offers a ton of money to nonprofits to run Google ads up to like 10,000 a month. Having those boundaries has helped us just get even better because, mm -hmm. you know, it sets those and it sets the tone for the client relationship that we're going to have. Yeah. And it just helped you out in the end where you're not just pulling your hair out. Happy Monday, everybody, and happy new year. I hope you guys have your goals all written down. I hope you have your resolutions all ready to go because uh, I'm excited for 2022. I know it's going to be a big year for me. And if there's any way I can make it big for you, let me know. Uh, if you're not following the newsletter, which is where you can find a lot of my goals and where we can communicate a lot, uh, please go follow the newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter at daltonkjensen.com. That's also where you can sign up for the Discord, where we can chat and hang out and have more fun and go really beyond the episodes uh, in the Discord group. You can follow and join that on my website as well. Uh, one last thing of housekeeping before I jump into introducing my guest and we dive into the episode. And that is, I have a big goal for my coaching business. So if you are a solo business owner or a solo entrepreneur, or you have a sales team or you know a sales team or you're a salesperson who wants to get better, uh, I have coaching, my coaching is available. And it's one of my biggest goals for 2022. So if you know somebody, if that doesn't sound like you and you know somebody, you can earn $350, I'll give you a referral if if you send someone my way and we end up doing uh, a coaching program together. So make sure you keep that in mind. $350 could be yours. Uh, send them my way. With all that being said, let me introduce my next guest today. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know Morgan. Morgan McKell ha has been on here before. He is the owner of Monarch Social. You've heard that uh, ad on my podcast before. He's a big supporter of the podcast. Uh, he, I, my website wouldn't be available without him for sure. So big, huge shout out to uh, Morgan. Uh, he came back on again to talk about everything that he's got going on, some of the scaling he's been doing, uh, how 2021 was a big year and 2022 is going to be even bigger for him. And I, I absolutely genuinely love the conversation with Morgan. You guys will love it too. So with all that being said, and without further ado, Morgan McKell, thank you so much for listening guys. And remember to share this with your friends. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Yeah, you can swear. You swore last time. I'm just, Everybody I asked me remember. that. And, you gotta, uh, like, make sure that, you know, you're on your... I mind okay. my P's and Q's. <laughs> okay, Morgan. All right. We're going to try this. You're going to try this. I like it. I mean, I'll tell you... I have a, one, I have a wine glass. You have the whatever it takes glass. I lost my black glass that says humble with a hint of Kanye. Oh yeah. I don't know where that went. My kid, my kids took it. I like the text. They today. took it. Do you like apple, uh, sparkling cider? Yeah, I know. You I was know like, I okay, do. the, the, di the lights are dim. I'm in a white shirt. with a, <laughs> That's a little unbuttoned. So it's a risque podcast. Get a little ribbon on you. Right. Bow. <laughs> right. I should have came in like a bow tie. That would have been great. I, gotta I mean, you're, you know, you're mm -hmm. in a white shirt and slack, so. Yeah, man. So, okay. Can you turn this to Twitch? Yeah. YouTube and Twitch. Are we going on? Am uh, I testing this right? YouTube? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just the two That's fine. You can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's really sweet. It's very sweet. Sheesh. Yeah. Well, it's got all those specialty apples. Shout out Sheffield Cider. Shout out Sheffield Cider. Apple and raspberry Rabbit. varieties. <laughs> well, they're all like organic, grown. <laughs> it's really cool. And so they're all non-alcoholic because, you know, we don't party like that. Yeah, we don't do that here. Project. We don't do we that. Don't do that. We don't do that here. You got to come to my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can do that on your podcast. Um, and you also, we also do that when we go down to, I don't, I, I, I can't drink, man. I, <clears throat> Just personally, but um, it's crazy. But when we go, like, we'll meet up with some other podcast guys at a bar named Sue. Have you ever oh, been yeah. there? Yeah, for sure. On uh, yeah. So so Dre, I was mentioning him earlier. He DJs there. Oh, nice. Yeah, on the on the nights, dude. So it's been like a year since you joined me, Morgan. Maybe even longer. Maybe even longer. Oh my gosh. I think it's been longer. 
It probably, yeah, a year and a half, probably. That's what I'm but we've been in, But we've been in touch the whole time. Yeah. Your team has totally changed since the first time I met you. My team. team is completely different. <laughs> Two times over. <laughs> yeah, that's true, dude. I've had people come and go since then, so. <laughs> yeah, that I don't even know about. That makes sense, bro. Well, cool. So tell tell us, like, what you got going on right now, dude. What, what, you're Monarch Social. We know yeah. that. Yeah. So we have Monarch Social. We do... Everything digital media marketing, <laughs> uh, no, everything from like websites to S- Google SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, videography is a huge one that we do. Uh, yeah, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah, what we shout, on. Out, shout out to Koa, yeah, shout out to for Koa. making that. He's the man for making that badass video, yeah, almost two years, almost a year ago. Yeah, that was a while ago, dude. It's been a wild ride. So, but you guys are doing well. You guys are doing good. You're killing it in the digital marketing space. I'm glad to have you back on as a friend. Yeah, this uh, this year we doubled what we did last year. Really? Mm-hmm. That's insane. And so I just want to keep doing that. <laughs> like, okay, that yeah. was great. So let's just double that again. Yeah. So how are you handling growth? You know, in the startup phase with a with a team like that, and how are you handling? Just, yeah. How are you handling like the growth? Cause that's a whole nother challenge. Oh, like getting God. it off the ground, a business off the ground is hard. Then growing it is even harder. A lot of yeah. caffeine and uh, right. alcohol. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, what it, it's different. It's completely different. So, you know, I used to own a different company mm-hmm. and that, that was in the service industry where it, we had like physical retail locations and yeah. scaling that. You know, I kind of went into this a little cocky, a little prideful, being like, oh, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. Scaling this type of business is completely different. And so, yeah, well, I mean, it's still a service, but we don't have like storefronts. Oh, okay. But scaling it to the way, like the processes are just so different. Rather than having a process where it's like, okay, we get a product come in, you fix that product, and here's that yeah. flow, here's that process. Now it's, we get a huge project in, and how do we divide that up? to, you you know, it's just different. And so dealing with it has been stressful to be completely (laughs) honest. Like, honestly, you know, we picked up a ton this year, especially during summer. And so summer going into fall, that's kind of why we stopped our podcast was we had to literally focus on internal systems and processes because we were either going to die because we took too (laughs) too much on, right? right? Or we had to just like take a moment and like figure it out so that we could like serve all our customers and clients the same way that we were serving them when it was just a few of us. Yeah. Or when we just had a few of them. And now that we're doing it at scale, it's a completely different beast. And so honestly, this year has been super stressful. And, you know, and hiring the right people, hiring the right employees or whatever that looks like, that's, it's just so different now, but it's, it's, it's been a journey. Yeah. Well, bringing on, um, employees changes the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. A whole nother way. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, you had your product, it was fixing phones, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you had employees there, but it's just, when you have like service-based businesses, it's just different. It's just so different. And I think one of the reasons why is like when, when we were fixing phones in the service industry, you just had to teach them like a skill set. (laughs) you know, it's like, Hey, this is how you fix this. Yeah. And you know, and you can like teach them how to do that with this. There's so much back and forth with the client that they need to be way more client oriented. Mm-hmm. like keeping the the client in the loop, you know, learning how to communicate with them, learning how to like get edits and feedback and how mm-hmm. to change those things. And so rather than being like, we're focused on fixing this specific product, we're more like in the people industry now mm-hmm. where it's like all about the client. Yeah. And so it's different. And I don't really know how to like pinpoint it. Of what the, I hope that makes sense, but <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just a different beast altogether. Well, it's different. And when you're dealing with clients that like, and you're dealing with services that clients love, like a website reflects somebody's like whole brand. Well, well, well. And then the other part is, is like, say, say I fix your phone, you know, you give me money. I'm going to give you a phone back with with it fixed. (laughs) Right. Like it's done. Yeah. You know, in marketing, people are like, here's money. Where's my leads? Where's, where's my revenue go up? Yeah. And it can be ambiguous sometimes because sometimes it takes a month, sometimes well, it takes six months. And, and social media marketing is almost like billboards yeah. where, yeah. You, where you got it in a sense where, you know, you can't, now if you throw a billboard up, you can't engage with your clients and the clients can't engage with that billboard. Right. So it's a little bit different in that sense. Well, a lot different in that sense, but I'm talking about in terms of like ROI 
or or how would you because that's how yes. I would view like see and I would I would separate it. the only reason I would separate it is just because if I had a billboard you're not quite sure how many people see that billboard mm-hmm. but if I weren't an ad I can tell you exactly how many people saw your ad and clicked okay, on that's it fair. so it's trackable and so yeah, I think okay. the difference between like traditional marketing whether I'm on the radio or a billboard or TV digital marketing in the Facebook land and Google land, mm-hmm. I, it's all trackable. Yeah. I have like real data to say, this is where your money went. Yeah. I had 10,000 people see this and you yeah. know, a thousand people clicked <laughs> on it and 50 people purchased. Right. That's yeah. That's just give you good. hard data back. And so, yes, it's like, yeah, you're putting yourself out there. It's the same. Like people have to see it a thousand yeah. times, but that's why I was saying it's ambiguous because it's not just I'm handing a product. When we do a website and a video, sure, yeah. it's, you know, you give me money, I'm going to give you an awesome video. I'm going to give yeah. you an awesome website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when people give you money to market for them, like sometimes <laughs> you're not going to give them something back for a month or so, you know, or yeah, you six just gotta months. You got to be patient. Yeah, yeah, because marketing's hard, man. Like digital marketing can be very brutal, especially for startups, especially for people that aren't used to marketing that never marketed before. Right. Well, startups. For sure, especially if they're just starting and they're like, I need to get this out there. And they may not have like a lot of startups don't have their offer nailed down. They don't have their they might not have their niche nailed down. They don't know their demographic. They don't know their demographic. Yeah. There's been so many people that, you know, when we start with them, we're like, who's your target demographic? Yeah. And they'll say something and we're like, okay. And then three months later, we're like, actually, it's this. You know, it's not it's not 20 to 30 year old males. It's like 25 to 40 year old male and female. Yeah. But everybody's doing it. Yeah. And that's those, been, and those that's are the people point. that are actually clicking on your stuff. Those are the people that are actually interested in your product. Yeah. So but. how do you, what's up everybody? I wanted to interrupt this podcast to let you know about a new course that I recently launched called starting your own virtual assistant agency. And it's absolutely wonderful. It worked wonders for me. Uh, it made me over 1500 bucks a month in steady income that I could do on the side. And this course is for everybody who wants to network. Maybe you're a stay at home parent. Maybe you want to break into another industry. This is exactly how you do it. I'm going to teach you how to start it up, how to land your first client, negotiate first deal, uh, what skills you need, all that good stuff. You can find the link for that in the description below of this podcast. And when you use code think 10, you can save 10% off any package on top of all of that. When you buy a package, you get lifetime updates absolutely free and really it's the most affordable way to start a business so what are you waiting for click that link in the description below and i'll see you guys on the other side i mean i don't know yeah well you can answer this because you're also like a coaching consultant for like businesses right yeah so how do you nail down a niche it's uh, because it's important right like you niche down like amazon was only books and then they expanded to now they do everything and i feel like that's a good model to have but for a small business, how do you figure that out? Well, I mean, you always want data back, right? Like data is always thing. I mean, you, you're going to have like a gut feeling. Like when you first go into a business, you, you know, you kind of have an idea of like yeah, where you're true. going after. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the coolest thing is like once you have some money to throw at marketing or throw at some data points, mm-hmm. it's really fun to get that data back. And sometimes that can take a little longer, you know, but the better that you get at your product and service, the better it's going to be to get that data back. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you're selling something, let's say a course, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you think that it's going to be like these young, hungry entrepreneurs that are going for it, but it yeah. happens to be like stay at home moms, it's going to change your perspective when you throw money at it and you see that. Yeah, that's true. And so, well, and, and when you're, and when your money's going towards it, because yeah, we all have an idea. And that's like, I guess that's the cool part is like uh, when you're creating a business, you're like, dude, I never would have thought that yeah. person would have bought this. Yeah. And that's happened to us. Really? You know, um, one of the things that we do really, really well in right now is nonprofits. Okay. Never I, didn't, thought I never thought that, you know, yeah. like when we started this, like, I don't even know if it crossed my mind. I was going to go after like small to medium businesses that needed marketing. And yeah. then just by doing what we're great at, all of a sudden we started picking up nonprofits and now we do really, really well with nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And nonprofits is a, is the weird one because you never know what their budget is, but nonprofits, nonprofits they do make, well, they and as long as you can get them approved for them, they can have big budgets sometimes. Yeah. So that's cool. Nonprofits are tricky though. Yeah. That, sure. But so you have to get them at the right time and that you have to get them at the right time. And that's not something that I would be like, that's not something that I would feel like is a normal demographic. Like, we target nonprofits. 
I know companies that do though. Really? Yeah, because like they can take them through that process. They know exactly how they work. I know Mm, some companies that say, oh, I know exactly how the board works. I know exactly when you get funding. And that's exactly what we do. For example, like there's uh, Google offers a ton of money to nonprofits to run Google ads up to like 10,000 a month. Oh, wow. Right. And there's companies that specifically target that. And they say, hey, we want to run your SEO and and Google ads because you get a grant because you're a nonprofit. And that's 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 what they specialize in. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know Google did that. Me neither until we started working with them. (laughs) Like, I didn't know that. How do you find that out? Right? Like, you just, you know, you have an idea of what you're going after. But then all of a sudden through your own process of your sales funnel and your clients, like all of a sudden something will start sticking out. So we we do really well with services. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't do great with certain areas. Like we don't touch realtors, you know, like that was just never a good thing for us. Um, we don't touch a lot of stuff in healthcare specifically now because we've tried it a few times and it's never been awesome for us. Yeah. They have a lot of regulations though, bro. They have so many regulations. And at first when you're like a young, hungry company, you're like, Hey, let's take anybody, you know, like, let me help you. Yeah. Marketing principles are the same. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So you think you can do it, but all of a sudden you run into this and that. And so, (laughs) Now there's, that. Yeah, there's certain industries that we just won't touch, but other, mm-hmm. but other ones started to like come on more frequently mm-hmm. and we just nailed those down and now we do really well at those. Yeah. You know, it's interesting about when you were saying all the regulations, it reminded me of my days in the car business and like banking when there's a lot of regulations around like what you can put um, as like payments and what you can sell, like put like those billboards that have prices on cars. But like have to be ultra specific. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Think about like uh financial advisors. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah. Can they do anything? <laughs> I, on, on I don't like think they can advertise at all. It's so hard for them. I don't it's think it's so can. hard for them to advertise and to do things like what we do. You know, yeah. but at first you're like, Yeah, we could help you, and you don't even know like all those regulations. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I would imagine yeah, you can't like you can't say how much somebody will get back on a return. If you're a Nothing. financial advisor, you can't you just be like, Hey, will you trust me with your money? Well, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't, you can't offer advice as that institution. You can't offer financial advice. You, you know, yeah. Publicly at least. That's crazy. That's true. There's a lot of those that there's a lot, but what else have you got going? I mean, it's just been grinding with yes. Monarch social. Yeah. So Monarch's been going crazy. I, um, that's like my, you know, my staple, my baby, yeah, I, my little child, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. And outside of that, then I do consulting on the side. Yeah. So I do help businesses like nails and scale and grow and, mm-hmm. you know, really tighten down their processes, which is really fun. But that's more of like a passion project. Like that's like yeah. my side hustle, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, and then between those two, that's what keeps me so busy. I had to stop a lot of things that I was doing because I just, because you guys I was blew getting up pulled and... so many different ways. Yeah. And I that's true. When you're beginning, you got to say yes to almost everything. But then when you grow, then you got to start saying no. You have to. <laughs> but it will just because like I'm so needed yeah. in the company right now. And and luckily, like my position in Monarch, I'm not necessarily doing like the work, mm-hmm. but I'm like leading the company. I'm doing all the back end, all the books, all the what's next. Like one of the big things for me that I didn't want to lose in Monarch was I wanted to work on the business rather than in it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what I do is like vision planning. Yeah. Where are we going? Where are we headed? What are our goals? Like, what do we want to do different? Like, what do we want to do that's like, makes us stand out? Is it a vlog? Is it a podcast? Is it a, an mm-hmm. event? And that's why you see that stuff from us because I'm trying all these different things rather than just being like your typical, hey, we're an <laughs> agency and that's all we do. Yeah. So Yeah. Which is cool. And, and I think what I like about... um you know, I like the events, obviously, but what I like to see in companies is when they start um, doing things like freaking like behind the scenes and yeah. vlogs and stuff like that. Like that stuff is cool. Like getting people behind the scenes and showing them what happens on the outside, you know? Yeah. It's freaking sweet, man. I think as long as you can it's be hard. like super relatable in a business, I think it's done really well. And that's, it's done really well with us. Like, yeah. Yeah. When we post stuff on our, our social media pages, the stuff that does the best is the personal behind the scenes stuff. It's not yeah, the, it's so cool. Hey, you need SEO or <laughs> Hey, you need a website. It's like, Hey, we went to this huge conference in Idaho and we shot a video about it. Yeah. That's cool. So, well, it reminds me of like Gary V. Um, I don't know. You can love him or hate him, but, uh, but he's cool because he never really sh- like, he doesn't really talk about his businesses that much. Yeah. It's all about, it's just, yeah, it's, it's way yeah. different. 
Yeah, I don't know. You, I, I don't subscribe to. I, I just, I kind of watch them all. Like I have Gary. I love Gary V. on the record. Right? I love Gary V. He's so. cool, man. Oh, somebody, did you? Are you following his NFT stuff? Oh yeah. Okay. So, Do you have a V friend? No. Well, okay. This is what happened. So we, we didn't get V ones, but uh, the the Gary V friends number one, but number two. So if you yeah. bought twelve of his books, yes. So my so Darren, I don't know if you know Darren. He's, mm-hmm. He he does next level with me. Okay. Anyways, he bought twelve books. Yeah, I bought so them too. He, he, yeah. So he gave me one because <laughs> he's like, dude, I got twelve books. I don't know to hear it. So I just got his his book. He he. I think Darren's gonna buy two, and when they launch at the beginning of the year, two of those NFTs. Okay. Yeah. Gonna get the book one, ones. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Everybody gets. If you bought yeah. twelve, you got. So I missed V one, mm-hmm. and I was like, me too. Dang it. Well, I just didn't like. He was announcing it and freaking when he announced that Ethereum went from like three grand to like four, dude. Yeah. It was freaking nuts. And I was like, dang it. Um, but then when he came around and he was like, Hey, if you buy 12 books, he gave you like six hours on his Discord. He was like, If you buy 12 books, you'll get a surprise. Yep. And and I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I can't miss this again, dude. This so I don't have cool. my books yet, but but uh I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's that little that that's is, exciting. So, so the reason I bring him up though was somebody on Twitter was like, "Hey, there's one of the V friends was like a podcasting one. So if you bought this V friend, you you could invite Gary on a podcast." Oh wow! Which I was like, "That's dope. That's huge. Yeah, that's dope. That's super big." And uh, so somebody posted on Twitter, he's like, "I'll rent this out to you." Like, do you want to pay me? Like anybody pay me? And I threw up stuff that I was like, He's Hey, like brokering it out. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I don't know. That's a great idea. Yeah, I don't, not? I don't think Gary cares. I mean, you, I mean, he's, if he was going to book it for you and you don't want it or you don't have a podcast. Yeah. That's what he said. He's like, or, you know. he's like, I don't have a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shoot, dude. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be, be tough. sick. <laughs> what be, be so big. I, I've seen, I've seen him and other people go on these little podcasts and I'm just always like, how the freak do you get those guys on there? You pay a lot of money. I'm sure At they first. pay money. And then, then sure if you have pay. a big enough platform, then I think it's then they just it's, well, like it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, then get I've seen Gary on a few of them, but he he doesn't like if he if it's a smaller podcast, he doesn't stay very long. Mm. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah. But that's who care, bro. You had Gary on your podcast only 30 minutes, yeah, bro. That's great. That's dope. <laughs> um, but it's cool, dude. But you know what though? At the same time, kind of a side tangent for me, it's like I kind of like having the little guys on here. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know. They're, they're going to stay like close to your heart. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, that's what makes you like when you first start, you know, even our guests that we've had on are the little guys. It's like the, the local people that are like yeah. making entrepreneurism in Utah what it is. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. That's cool, man. Um, and, and that's, and it's the little guys. Like, I think it's cool because you can, you know, you can, idolize these guys. And I've said this before a ton. You can idolize like Gary V and Tony Robbins and all these people that we all love, but they, you know, they're not living the life that you want to live. Like for example, um, Gary V I'm sure is, is very happy and he has a way of doing it. But have you ever seen some of the times when Gary V is just like, he's on planes all day. He like oh, never yeah. goes on. He's in an airport. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? He spends more time on a plane than he does with his, family sometime. I'm not, I don't know Gary V's life. I've just seen some time, some pictures where he's like on roads well, and there, planes. There's a lot of those like Bro, that. that and I don't, I, I mean, I think, I've done that. That yeah. blows. Then I think for some fun. people that's like very sexy. Yeah. It's very like, Oh, I want that. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, there's, there's very successful entrepreneurs, very successful businessmen out there, businesswomen out there that don't have to live that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, well, and I'm not, and nothing on again, like I'm not ragging on anybody, yeah, like sure. especially Gary Vee, because the, he's happy. He's loving his life. He's doing whatever. Super successful. But, but like you might think that you want that, mm-hmm. but you don't. But some people don't. But I don't think people realize that they, how dude, grueling I, and how long yeah, that I, it's not just like a weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's not like just on the weekends. We're oh, going I get to cool fly. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm dude, going that, to Dubai on the weekend. It's yeah. like, no, you're, you're like on planes all the time. Like you're getting booked in different cities. You're going, you're like sleeping yeah. in hotel beds. And I don't know why, but like I had a job where I traveled quite a bit and it sucked, dude. I was like, I was like, we were traveling three days. We got home on the weekend and then, then you know, on Monday we would leave come home on Friday, then Monday we had to leave again on a plane. And oh, I was like, man. and so it wasn't even like every day. Like, and I had like three days in between. How that I was you like, feel? bro, this, uh, and I thought I wanted it. I was like, Oh, it'd be really cool. I have a business traveling flying job. 
Nah, dude. Nah, dog. No, nah. I actually go to work and I come home at five every day and I have the weekends off and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what See, I'm saying? I'm that same way. Like, the, you know, when, when, when people first start in business and they first start getting started, you, you know, they kind of idolize that lifestyle sometimes of just like the grind and the hustle, which I'm all about. Mm-hmm. But I have like some hard stops, you know. You got to. I, you have to, or yeah, you, you go nuts, to. or you get burnt out. And then you're like, is this what I want? And you don't want to be asking or asking yourself that, you know, like even me, like even when I first started in business, I I really idolized kind of like that hustle life, yeah, like the grind and that. And now, dude, there's a certain time where I'm like, I'm not answering emails. Like that comes tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. You got to, well, you got to set boundaries. Otherwise you just lose your freaking Yeah. For example, I had like a client reach out last night and it was pretty pressing. And, Mm -hmm. but I was like, no, I'm at home. I'm at home. (laughs) I'm not going to answer this. Like, yeah. And you should respond tomorrow. Yeah. After coffee. Dude, well, yeah. And it's like, bro, if, if it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And it wasn't. And yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's funny is like, really though, if you think some, some, you know, business owners, when they start out, if they don't have that experience, they think everything is a fire. It's not, bro. You'll be fine. Bro. It, well, <laughs> when someone's paying you money, they, they're, they have the mentality where it, my fire is your fire. And you just have to put those boundaries nah, up dude, to no. say, you're fine. Yeah. You'll be okay. Like, it'll be okay. <laughs> it's 12 hours. Yeah. It's yeah. Hours. It's six hours or whatever. And, 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 uh, but, it, but my thing is, is like, even if that's the case, right? Like there's a, there's some kind of fire. Like I've learned through experience that, um, they always get put out, dude. And it all, it's, it'll, it'll be fine. And yeah. it's not, it really doesn't matter if the fire gets put out an hour in 12 hours. And that might just be the industry that I'm in and the industries that I help. Um, but I, don't know, course, I can't, I can't meet. Yeah. Of course there's outliers, you know, like for example, sure. there was one of our clients that had a, an issue on uh, cyber Monday, you know, it was like the super bowl for marketing on black Friday to cyber Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I mean, there's, there's an issue on cyber Monday when one of the coupon codes wasn't working on the website. That's a pretty big fire. We can't really wait. Yeah. 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 Go put that out. Yeah. But we, it's not, but, but you have certain times like, like, you know, but 99% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Bad. But you know, like there are some times in business, like a black Friday, cyber Monday, you know, like when I worked in the car business, there were sometimes when we had holidays like that, yeah. where I just looked at my wife like, I, I can't, this is it. This, this is, is work. Right. Yeah. But then we're going to, you know, but I've got this time set aside and we're going to be fine there. Right. But so there is, you got to go into some times where I like, Hey, there's nothing you can do about it. We yeah. got to figure this. <laughs> we got to figure this shit out. Um, and so, yeah, but I just feel like in general though, like people just, you can take, you can chill. This all, <laughs> this will all be over soon, man. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. So that's but, funny. You know, having those boundaries has helped us just get even better because, mm-hmm. you know, it sets those and it sets the tone for the client relationship that we're going to have. Yeah. And it just helps you out in the end where you're not just pulling your hair out or frustration <laughs> and you don't have alone time and, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, my time or personal time. And so setting those boundaries yeah. helps it, you so much. Yeah. And you just moved out to North Salt Lake. Yeah. I just moved right down the road. Right down the road, dude. Threw a rock at my house. I, yeah. I, dude, it's this little, part is blown up. They put in that Amazon over there that yeah. I think is almost at full capacity. Yeah. I've been seeing way more stuff going in and out of there. Yeah, dude. I th- I think North Salt Lake scored on that. Oh, Amazon yeah. didn't want to go to New York. So they went to North Salt Lake. All right, dude. Yeah. They, somebody missed the boat on that. There's like a few of them. There's a few Amazon warehouses. There's one in Salt Lake right next to the airport. And I mean, we're next to the airport, but there's yeah. a closer one to the I airport. I didn't know that. I just knew about this one. And then, well, you know that Salt Lake airport got revamped yeah have you been there no okay i have a phobia of, of, of planes <laughs> are I'm, you I'm, dude i'm not even joking i'm so terrified of planes you don't like flying it raises my heart rate just thinking about it right now <laughs> i'll fly on them i'll do it but it's a fight it's yeah like, do you take like sleeping pills or something like that yeah like three shots before i get on the plane i don't know but <laughs> something I, like it's bad like ever yeah. since i was a kid dude this it's just not natural. Thirty thousand <laughs> feet in the air, seven hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drive. Yeah, 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 for sure. And see, I'm the opposite. We drove so much growing up that I was like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it possible. The only thing we ha- I want to do for my kids is: Have you ever taken a train? Have you ever done like Amtrak? Not long distance. Okay, but I've I've looked at them because my best friend lives in California. Yeah, and they have one. That goes out they to have Sacramento. Every, yeah. Know, everywhere. And so I looked at it, but it literally was like more expensive than a flight. Yeah. Sometimes it is. And I was like, this doesn't make and sense. And it takes way longer. Way longer. 
Yeah, the train, the train ride is almost done. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, it is. So I never did it. But, but it's cool because um, one of the things I like to do is you can, when you're, especially in the West, they have a train that goes from, you know, like Denver, you can go all the way up to like Seattle, Washington, Oh wow! but you can see like that whole coast yeah. You can go like down California Beautiful. and they have observation cars and stuff. Oh, that's sick. It's just a cool, it's just, yeah, see, it, I, w- I would do that. Yeah. Just for fun. By the way, they have Wi-Fi on the train. Yeah, they have Wi-Fi. They have sleeping cars. They have sleeping cars. Yeah. So you can get a whole car that has, by the way, it has like, comes with like room service. Oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> so you can get, that sleeps four. We got to go to train ride. <laughs> so in the Midwest, trains are, that's how, I mean, that's how you get a lot of places like if you don't want to drive. Yeah, trains there because like you, like Iowa, for example, there's one major airport in Iowa and that's in Cedar Rapids. So if you want to fly to, if you want to fly to Iowa, but like Cedar Rapids is here, you could, Iowa's big, dude. You could be like five hours away on a drive. So you could fly there and then have a five hour drive wherever you're trying to go, which is crazy because they only have Des Moines, maybe Cedar Rapids, Des Moines, maybe uh, I think. um, uh, And then the Iowa city, Cedar Rapids, but a train will take you right into every small town. Mm. Almost every small town has a train station. Like, Burlington. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, but yeah. I, you know, I'm just my or like my uh, you take a train. You want to go to Chicago for the weekend? Take train. Just take the train. It'll drop you right there. And then when you're all done in Chicago, just see. If we did all that back. in like inner cities, but I've never taken like the long distance train. You know <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, yeah, like the like the train, like the, the subway, like or the subway, or like uh, what is that in the here the tracks? Right, like tracks. Yeah, like the, yeah, tracks, that, metro subways. Mm-hmm, like I've done all mm-hmm. that, but like nothing. But like a, like a cool one though, dude. Crazy things happen on trains, bro. Right, <laughs> so well, like, you know. I never, I never heard of Burning Man. You know, what Burning Man is. Yeah, I'd never heard of that until I'm going from. But I was in high school. I was like 17, and I'm going from Iowa to Utah to visit my. Then she was my girlfriend. Now she's my wife. But I was just going to visit Salt Lake because I'd never been there. And my parents were like, go take a train. And so I get on the train. <clears throat> we get to Denver. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Where I, we, we go. So we get somewhere, Kansas City or something, some big city. And a bunch of people get on. I couldn't have been Kansas City. We were further west because like Burning Man's in like Nevada. Mm. Right. So we're somewhere really yeah. close to here. And uh, I can't remember. What, but I just remember a bunch of people getting on. And they were just, they smelled bad. And you're like, and they were just tripping, you? dude. Oh, they were <laughs> like, a great time. <laughs> and I was like, the train so actually, wasn't maybe, the only thing. So they actually, were maybe we were like in Nevada. Right. Maybe we were like in Nevada or Denver or somewhere like somewhere that. Somewhere there. we were coming yeah. close, right? And I'm like, what the heck? And so um, I didn't, I mean, even sleeper cars are expensive. So I just had like a general ticket. Mm-hmm. And you can sit in there and I saw these people and I was like, what the heck is going on? Then you can go to the observation car and I go to the observation car just to chill. And there's like all of them. And I'm like, well, so I just asked one of them. I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're going to Burning Man. And I'm like, what is that? What is this? And so they're telling me, and it's just the craziest stuff I've ever heard that like, so there's no money in Burning Man, I guess. Yeah. No, it's all trade. It's all barter. Or it's all barter. bartering. Yeah, you can like, yeah. like I'll do this in, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, in some parts, there's no clothes. Sometimes, I guess. There's some parts, I guess. Oh, you, very little. All optional. It's optional. <laughs> Sometimes optional. It's, it's optional. Uh, obviously, a lot of... I don't, I don't like the word drugs because what they're doing isn't really drugs. Like, there's no... There's nothing... There's usually nothing hard there. Usually, it's like psychedelics yeah. or marijuana or something like that, right? Yeah. But there's not, I've never heard of like heroin or meth there. Have you been a Burning Man? No, I've never been there. I, I can, I'm confident that there's no like hard nah, stuff there, there. There's party drugs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't like, but I don't like calling them like psilocybin isn't a drug. Marijuana is not a drug. Just depends me. on what year you were born in, what you want to call it. Sure, sure, you sure. You can call it well, medicine we can or <laughs> drug or. <laughs> medicine. Yeah. You know, I was, yeah. That's what I would call, call it. Medicine these whatever. days, but you Bro, know. You can take, you can take a gram of shrooms and pass a piss test. That's not, a, it's not a drug then for me. I don't know. So that might be a loose. You were like, what yeah, dude, is I was this like, thing out the in the freak, desert, bro? And I'm like, where is it? They're like Nevada, somewhere in Nevada. What is it? In like, the desert. Is it close to Reno? It's like close to Reno or something. Yeah. Ben, look up north, where Burning it's, Man it's, is. It's north of Reno. <laughs> I want to say it's All north right. of Reno. Something like that. But it just, dude, I was like, Towards holy crap. And Reno. then, and then another, while he's looking that up, tell me where Burning Man is. Um, Black Rock Desert. Black Rock Desert. Reno. 
Okay, it is north okay, of there, wait, right? Sorry, 120 miles north yeah. of Reno. Okay, yeah. 120 miles north. So that was bananas. I'd never heard of that. These guys, I was like, they're like, do you want to come? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. You um, should totally come. Yeah, just, dude, you can just detour, man. It's the best experience of your life. I have no doubt, but I was 17. And I was like, I got places to go. Um, the next thing that's cool on the train, when you're in Denver, you're, on, you're by the, oh, some river that runs through Colorado. But they do a lot of whitewater rafting, mm-hmm. and it's customary to moon the train. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so you're looking out the window, and then you just see all these. Just a bunch of bare asses. Just bare asses. And everybody. Just everyone. Every. No gender. Okay. Yeah, you okay. learned some stuff. I was like, what You experienced some stuff on that train. I, yeah, <laughs> we're in the observation car, and everybody's mooning us as we're going down. And I'm like, what the heck? Is this so, a part of Burning Man? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> am I tripping? Right? Those guys slipped me something. Um, no, dude, but the train is cool. Amtrak, Amtrak's cool. I want to do that with my kids because, my son, first of all, my son loves trains. And I think it's just fun. It'd be fun. Hmm. You get an experience. But they run all night, dude. Yeah. You just sick. go, and it, take, it takes a long time, but trains are fun. So you should, but, but uh, yeah, if it's more expensive than flying it's like and it's long, cause it is longer, it's longer than driving. Expensive. Yeah. But normally they're really cheap, but it yeah. just depends on where you go. I think it, yeah. California is just expensive for everything. Yeah. Right? You're right. Cause I remember getting train tickets from here to, from like here to Iowa for like hundred, hundred bucks. Yeah. When I looked at bucks. it, it was over, it was like over, I want to say it was like 180 to 190 per like way, like one way. Oh yeah, okay. And then if you wanted like the sleeping quarters, like five hundred bucks for the night, and I was like, dude, this is just nuts. Yeah, so that would be crazy. I would. I don't know if I do that unless you just want to see the scene. I just drove. Yeah, just drive. Just drove. Dude, ca- driving to California is crazy. I've driven that so many times. We drove to California the first time going to Disneyland. I didn't. We. What? Why do they stop you? Do you, have you driven? Have you made that drive like through Vegas? Well, well, when you go into California, they have the. Like the stop at like the produce and stuff like that. Yeah. Like what the like heck the is that? Stop. What is that? So no produce can get out or something. Yeah. Just like so you can't bring like any bad stuff into California and <laughs> in like plants or stuff or produce and things like that could carry stuff that could hurt like the natural stuff of it. That's that crazy. That's ridiculous, dude. What's that checkpoint? You should look it up. <laughs> no, it's now right. I feel crazy. No, no, no. It is. I think, but I think it is like a stop, produce yeah. checkpoint. You're yeah, like, it's like a produce checkpoint. You're like, what the fuck? And they do, they have one on I 80 and they have one down past uh, Vegas. Yeah. Down past Vegas. So that's where we went. We went down past Vegas, <laughs> but we, he didn't, n- nothing happened. Like we just, everybody slowed down and the guy, the guy has like some stick and he's like, you're good. Yep. They just go. I'm like, why are you stopping everybody? They don't check the car. They don't. They, they, there's they just no, want to know if you're, you have like a, you know, a case of onions. <laughs> right. But they didn't look at like, they didn't look in my car. Yeah. It was just like, like, it was like faster than the McDonald's. It's just it's wild. wild. You know, I was like freaking California. It's another way for them to take your money that they have to find <laughs> right. in there. Dude, I was like, what the freak? I, Oregon doesn't even do that. No, it's just, I have only know of California doing something like that. That's bananas, dude. I feel like Oregon's prettier than California. I guess. I don't know. I've never been to pretty parts of California. So it, it looks like those stops are for the pests in the produce. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like 16 all around California for everything getting in. Yeah. To make sure that you're not bringing anything like harmful into like hurt their stuff there. Oh, okay. Cal- okay. California. Yeah. All seriously, right. right? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Right. Our produce is more important than everybody else's in the world. Yeah. I don't know. We went to, uh, so we were like down in San Diego. So like by the bases and stuff. Yeah. That wasn't too bad. I guess that part of California wasn't terrible. I see. I love, I love Northern California above the Bay area. So the Bay area is overrated. I'll say it right now, but, uh, so is LA. Yeah. LA. Well, <laughs> rated on my scale. LA is just like, kind of don't crummy. go to LA. <laughs> yeah. So, but San Diego is really fun. I love like the beaches and like the whole vibe down there, but up into like, Northern California is where it's like super pretty. The redwoods and yeah, going cool. up Highway One on the coast is super fun. Oh yeah, dude, Highway so. One. Yes. Well, that goes into Oregon. You've been to Oregon. Yeah, coast. I lived there for a couple of years. Yeah, that's right. But you've been there. Though. You've been on the coast. You've been on that Highway One. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's so the that's, best, dude. That's the best highway. In so the those world. are super pretty. So like those. Yeah, are yeah, very yes, pretty. Yes. And obviously, there's like iconic things in like the Bay Area and like very pretty things that you can see there. <laughs> 
but for the majority, like, dude, even Napa is like beautiful. I love Napa right above okay. the bay, like North Bay. That's Super cool. pretty there. That's cool. Where and where are you from again? I can't remember. Are you from, oh, you're from, oh, that's right, Virginia. That's right. How did you find your way to Utah? We talked about this before, but we'll say it again. So, my, my mom's family's from here. Oh, that's and right. And I grew up in Virginia. Technically, I, I guess I was like born here, but I grew up there. So Same I, I with say, me, dude. So I say Virginia, but it's like technicality. Where it's like, yeah, I guess. Well, okay, I was born but where? Here, but, but actually, what are you supposed to say when people say where are you from? Like, where are you born? Where or where you where, where you I got grew my up? Values and yeah. my, you know my culture, <laughs> the East yeah. Coast. So. Yeah, because that's always a weird one for me because I was born in Provo. Oh yeah, but you're but not before, from here. No, I'm exactly. Not, no, I'm not from. Yeah, that, that's that's us, man. I was technically born like in like South Jordan yeah. somewhere. Like, where are you from, South Jordan? No, I have no connection. No, like, no I no. grew up on the East Coast, and then we moved here after high school because my mom's family lived here. Okay, so my my family's all crazy big, but I was the youngest. I lived with mom, and all my brothers lived here with dad, and so all my brothers okay. were here. But I I grew up on the East Coast with stepdad and mom, and then we came back after high school. That's cool. Virginia is beautiful. Yeah. Well, we lived in Southern Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina. Oh yeah. So. North Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never been there, but I heard it's really pretty. It's all super pretty. Yeah. I've always wanted to go see that. The river in Virginia. The is river? The Shenandoah river. Oh, okay. Is that in, is that in yeah. West Virginia or no, is that no, in Virginia? A, no, I think it's in both. But. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a, okay. And Google it. But we we go we go all over on the East Coast, you know, like up and down. Like we, my stepdad's family lived in Jersey and mm-hmm. you know New York. And my favorite part of New York is upstate New York, mm-hmm. where we'd go to like the Catskill oh, Mountains yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Everybody thinks of New York. They think of like the city, the New York City. But there's beautiful parts of Dude, New York. Upstate New York, man. That's the that's the good part. So that's cool. The Shenandoah River is through both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isn't there a national forest right there? Two? I don't. You don't know. I, okay. All right. I can look that up. Okay, Ben. Don't worry about it. <sighs> Shenan- Shenandoah National Forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like it. it's something. But I've I've seen pictures of it. I've never been, but I heard it's really pretty. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like very pretty. It's just different. It's completely different than here. Here we have mountains. There they have hills. But yes, they, they call them mountains. Like the they Smoky call them mountains. mountains. That's right. the, the you know what though? <laughs> you know what though? That's okay. That's fair. They'll call mountains. Um, what we would call hills because we have real mountains, mm-hmm. but but what we call rivers in the in the west or excuse me on the east and in the Midwest, people like those are ri- like the, I grew up on the Mississippi River. Yeah, that's that, a river. That's a river, right? And then they'll be like, oh, the river that runs down Cottonwood, that Cottonwood like Canyon. That. That's not <laughs> a, a river. That's a no. stream. That's a stream. <laughs> that's a creek. That's a creek. <laughs> I think that's how. But they I'm say like, it, yeah, 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 yeah. creek. That's a creek. But that's what makes me mad. They're like, well, you guys think you have mountains out there. I'm like, fair, but that's not a river. That's not a river. Rivers <laughs> I've, are... cha- I've seen the Mississippi River Channel is longer we, than that. We went in upstate New York. We went up there and we kayaked up the Susquehanna River. And then mm-hmm. we would like camp on the side of the banks. And it was so fun. Yeah, that's a river. It's a river. <laughs> can't, if you can't, you can't kayak on Cottonwood Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe. You could, I mean, you I could, know. but it'd be very. That'd be weird. Lived and not fun. You get to, well, now, dude, the drought is, the drought that's happening right now is going, is crazy, man. I've, we went in, uh, at the end of summer, we went to Strawberry Lake and it's like nothing. Really? Yeah. I haven't been up there for a second. I guess yeah. I went up there. We had our family reunion up there, but I didn't really go like fishing or anything up. Like we, okay. we had like a campsite. Yeah. So. Dude, I just feel like we, I just feel like we've known each other for so long that this second round of the podcast is just us catching up no but i'm curious about okay can i ask questions can yeah go ahead over? yeah, yeah go ahead, you have new stuff going on i do have a lot of new you're, stuff man. your whole life's different it is dude and it started with the podcast the cbd business kind of dwindled but um yeah i mean do you still sell it yeah i do still sell it dude your, your sleep <laughs> stuff your yeah. sleep your melatonin the sleep that's CBDs. the best stuff this i'm not just saying that like <laughs> the sleep cbd you, is it's that was like my favorite legit, stuff and i've been dude. trying to but it's all <laughs> because of me yeah i know it's all right. because of me. i'm so dude, busy the, well that and you know what i thought was going to be our our best-selling product talking about marketing i thought our best-selling product was going to be um like the roll-on like the oh, muscle really? roll-on or like just the daily one so we have well, a number two okay I feel like the roll-on topical ones get a bad rep because they don't absorb that great. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. They do. you're right. And this one was just basically a freeze. It had like, what is that? Um, 
like biofree is biofree yeah it was yeah. like stuff yeah so yeah that was a tough one but the night aid bro i i and eight people who yep yeah dude yep, number eight, eight for yep number eight for sleeping yeah oh, that's that's the best one for eight hours yep like you know when you start taking cbd like just personally and this is just me like i could take the daily one and it's like do i feel any different maybe i don't know i take the sleeping one hell yeah, yeah so, you can dude, tell it's like, dude and you don't feel groggy the next morning or anything it just helps you fall asleep faster <laughs> and stay asleep yeah and and we got into cbd great. we got into that uh, we we didn't do enough research going into it. Like I just knew that that was I knew that I needed to do that. Um, it was the best failure of my life, and I and I have a few reasons why I believe I was supposed to do it, even though it completely fell apart and it was like terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them was we learned, dude. I learned so much. Like I didn't know before I started that CBD business, that, I didn't know what a merchant account was. Well, dude, that's why they always say like fell forward. Like yeah, that's why every successful entrepreneur business person will be like, "Don't be scared to fail." Because yeah, you learn the most stuff when you suck. Yeah, yeah, and dude, it was. I didn't know what a merchant account was. I was no, like, "What's a merchant?" Yeah, account? I go, I go. Don't we just take pictures of this and throw it up on the website? <laughs> and people just, uh, yeah, I go. I remember, I remember kind of going through the train of thought. My buddy go, my buddy business partner goes, "We need a merchant account." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Yeah, well, when you put something online and you pay for it, yeah, right? Yeah. It the goes process through the payment." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, all That's right. Thing? I go, okay, cool. Right. We'll go get a merchant account. The kid just like Venmo me. Yeah, exactly. Or Venmo me or just like, yeah, it's just amazing. Like the things you take for granted you when you see like, a, yeah, when you see like a streamlined process, yeah. you have, you have no clue that that's a whole back end industry. Yeah. It's just for that one part of the sale online. Um, so that was cool. But then, and then, you know what? So naive, bro. I love it. I love telling that story. Cause I'm like, oh, merchant account. All right, cool. We'll just go get one. Yeah. All right, cool. Merchant accounts. Call up the first one. QuickBooks. I call up QuickBooks. I'm like, hey, I need QuickBooks for my business. Like, Great. Do you need a merchant account? I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Funny enough. They're like, okay, these are our prices. I'm like, whoa, those are killer. Well, they're like, great. Yeah. I go, they go, what do you sell? I'm like, CBD. They're like, no, uh, we don't touch that. Yeah. never mind. I'm like, I'm like, what? Why, why not? And they're like, it's, um, Regular it's a high risk business. High risk, yeah. yeah. It's high risk. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, it's marijuana related. I'm like, yeah, but it's legal. I'm not selling anything illegal. Like it's, it's legal where I'm selling and the people like, you just don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, what the f are you talking about, bro? What are you talking? Yeah. Yeah. And I go, okay. So then I look up what the hell is a high risk business. Apparently there's a ton of them. Guns. And then you had to figure out tobacco. Those great rates weren't so great when you went into high risk. No, dude. Then we had to go, bro. I was going on like overseas. I was talking to people in like England. Oh, God. And I was like getting merchant account quotes from like people overseas. And I'm like, holy crap, dude. And then, um, so, and then we ended up going with Square. Okay. Only because Square didn't ask any questions. They just said, okay. They're just like, yeah, what do you do? Retail. They have like three choices service, retail, or something else. Yeah. I go, retail. Retail. They're like, okay, great. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I go, they go, okay, by the way, before you set up this merchant account, you need a bank account. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm a little smarter about this. Although I didn't really, I still wasn't though. Cause I was like, oh, banks don't care what you sell. Banks don't care how they get their money. Apparently they do. Yeah. Apparently they care a lot about the money that comes into that bank. Did you have any issues like when you were doing like your business license and like having to Uh -uh. fill that out? There was nothing like nothing Mm -mm. special about that. IRS didn't care. Wow. I didn't know that CBD is on the business name. It's happy. Legally. It's happy as CBD LLC DBA happiest. Yeah. I would definitely think like when you have to like use your, 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 you know, the code that you have as when you're oh applying. Making, yeah. When you're making your business and it's like, okay, what are you? What's the subcategory? And mm-hmm. you use your specific code. I can't think of well, again, thing. it's like retail. It's just retail, retail goods. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, that's it. Mm. And uh, I'll tell you what though. IRS doesn't care where the money comes from as much as banks do. They don't care. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> they're just like, give me the give us your like, money. If it's green, it spends. And if you um, <laughs> give us all of your money. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was just a wild trip, dude. So then we're like, okay. Um, but it was legal to sell it everywhere. Like you could sell it. Yeah, for sure. CBD specifically, but like if you were going into like flour or gummies or things like that, it, it got real wild. It got mm. even wilder. Mm. Like you're selling like, weed. So I'm like, we, like, that's what CBD is. Like mm. when it, when it comes, 
I mean, I guess a seasoned vet, but like you or I just looking at it, be like, I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody might, but that was cool. Um, so I stood, so yeah. So when we met that it was CBD and, and this podcast and then it kind of transitioned to now I have, um, I do like a lot of virtual assisting. I wrote a book on sales. I, yeah, I did the book. You got your course. So the, the virtual assistant course and I was going to do a sales course, but those are weird. Have you ever in, taken like a sales what, course? In what way though? Mm. I say I prefer sales books. Yeah, exactly. Like sales books is where, you know, I've, I've read countless yeah, sales yeah. books. I mean, yeah, there are sales books are all over. And I've never been place. like, oh, let me take a course how to do this. That's, exactly. That's never went through my mind. Right, right. Because it's sales is so nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. You write a book about the process. That's cool. Or principles. Or the, principles. You know, exactly. So. Yeah. But then putting that into a video, it's like, I just, I just, they're not very popular. Mm-hmm. People just don't buy mm-hmm. like Grant Cardone even went away from it. Mm-hmm. His books sell great. His mm-hmm. courses don't Cardone university. It's like, nah, I don't need it. Right. It, because I, I have the book. And after that, it's just go and sell dude. Yeah. You know what I'm just saying? Go out there and make money. Just go out there and sell. Like, so what I did with, what I did with the book is I, I have the book. There's an audio book with it. Cause a lot of people who like sales books want yeah, listen to it. Yeah. 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 We're, huge. yeah, we're, most ADHD profession in the world. Yeah. We're driving or walking door <laughs> to door. Yeah, exactly. we, we want to listen to it in our ears. So, so. so we'll listen to it. You're out on the lot of So I wrote an audio book, but then, and then my top tier for that, I was like, I don't want to do a bunch of courses. So mm-hmm. I'll just do a want like a 90 minute thing. I'm a 90 minute training session. Um, so I kind of want to get into like sales coaching, but the VA course, I was like, that's so dope. Corporate sales. Have you ever done anything with corporate? I want to. Dude, that's where the money's at. Like getting a going in as a corporate sales trainer, well, that'd be dope. You know what, dude? Here's why I have su- I, I'm getting this bad taste out of my mouth. But I have such a bad taste for corporate sales trainers, dude. One time, this guy walks did in, they suck? bro. It was I was like, this guy is gonna kill us, dude. I thought he was gonna murder us. Oh. So he comes into the dealership and he's just like this happy guy. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with happy guys, but have you ever met those really happy guys? Like toxic positivity. Ah, yeah, you're like, ah, the guy, ah, and right. I'm like, this guy is going to murder us, dude. That's the first time I went to a Grant Cardone place. Not to talk shit, but dude, the first time I went to a 10X conference, I was like excited. And then we got there and then I was like, oh my God, I'm at a Yes Man conference. Yeah. Because it's so over the top. Like, ah. it's crazy. But bro. yeah, I've had those people. So too. yeah, this guy comes in and I'm like, I, and then he, t- and then he starts talking about sales and I'm like, Here's what's hard about, about sales coaching. If you like the process is the process. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why I was funny enough. I was having this conversation with my buddy on the car ride home for like, I gave him a ride home from work and like people in their industries, like tech sales and industry in Utah, like SAS is like a boys club. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I work in SAS and I know it's a boys club because when you look, dude, I, I used to sell cars like, if you, if we count it like in car sales, you just count units. Like I sold sure. 25 cars and I made 15 grand. Like that's how we measure success. Mm-hmm. Um, you sell 25 cars, make 10. But if we were counting like revenue, like in SAS, they count revenue. Like if we were counting revenue, then, then our quote is 25 cars would be half a million dollars a month that we were responsible for. Yeah. I mean, you, each car, I mean, at Honda, each car averaged a sale of like 30 grand. Right. So maybe it's not half a million, but freaking close. What's that? It's a lot. It's a lot of money. And they're yeah. like, and, and so I go to, so you talk to these and then I sold machines where our average ticket was like half a million, yeah. quarter a million yeah. for a machine. <laughs> and you go into, into SAS and they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, yeah, but selling my thousand dollar software isn't the same as a $50,000 car. I'm like, go after. Why do they bro. say that? I don't know. Cause it's a boy's school. They're like, yeah, it's so new. Eh. Because you don't want to know why. Here's why. I'll tell you why. Because people romanticize hard. They romanticize complexity. Okay. Like, like it's for some reason, like, so you could be like, Hey, I sold X amount. And they're like, well, that's not the same as selling. Yeah, exactly. I've heard that word for word. What? They're like, they're like, how did you do in car sales? Great. 25 cars and made an average oh, of eight to 10 grand. They're like, yeah, but how do you think that would translate here? And I'll be like, and I'd be like, oh yeah, here's how it would translate. They're like, yeah, but you know, I mean, you'd have to agree that selling tech is different than selling cars. And I'm like, no, sales, sales. no, yeah. I mean, not really. There's, there's different. Okay, sure. Sales, okay. But sales, let me learn. But it's not going to, you think my learning curve from coming from cars to SaaS is going to be like six months or it's going to take me a week to figure out yeah. your product. Yeah. 
And then, see, I and then, that. you know, and then I might have to learn how to like, you know, in cars, we didn't have to pull in five decision makers normally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you might have to teach me how to like yeah, get so decision makers together. I did not know that, but that's dude. They, they're, it's they're like, wild. Yeah, you have bro. to admit it's different. Uh, how? No. Unless we're and crazy, I would, unless I would we're tell like people super ignorant right now, but like no, what? I'm not. No, I'm not. I sell SaaS. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, there's so there's they... nuances okay. to every sale. Sure. Like okay, so we're now we're selling to C-suite. That's mm. a little bit different than to a consumer. I'll give you that. Sure. But you can't. But listen, I have had people walk into my dealership who own businesses. Yeah. They want to be sold to the same. Like if I, it didn't matter if I was selling them a car or SaaS, they want to be treated be the, the same. same. So yes, you're going to have to teach me some of the little nuances, Yeah, but bro, easy. I know how that's to sell. Easy. You yeah, learn that quick, not six bro, months. It pisses it. Oh gosh. That's my hot take. And people on Twitter and LinkedIn hate me for it. Oh, good. I go, you I go, bro, I go, bro. They're like, what's your hot take on sales? If you can sell a car, you can sell software. That's my hot take. And then you get the pitch for it. And then they're so like, the they're like, no, you is. could never, do you know how long it took me to, because people romanticize hard. complexity Difficult. and hard. Yeah. They're like, you could never know how hard. Yeah. But there's so much, there's all that. And all I, and all I'm hearing is like bullshit. You know, who did knows? you, did you do better at SaaS sales or like car I sales? Do, I do great. It's, it's I do like, great at sales. sales. It's bold, huh? If you can train, if you, if you have the support system there, you can thrive in any sales hmm. environment. Right. Do you know who Naval Rav, Ravikant? Nope. Um, okay. Yeah. He has a, like, the almanac. He's got his almanac. He's wrote a couple of books. He's been on Joe Rogan podcast. Him? He's really cool. You, I, you should look him up. But but he said you might. I saw his face. Maybe. Yeah, you might. But one of his quotes is, "It's the sign of a charlatan to make something simple, or or to take take something that's simple and make it complex. Like yeah. to take something that's so simple, like selling." And then try to put and all then try to like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And- well, well we got all these processes and steps like no dude I wrote a book and I boiled it down to five steps yeah make it super simple it's it or and if you follow and if you follow the process you got a sale dude yeah. so first you prospect because nothing happens so that's my book is the process so I'm like first you prospect this is how you prospect this is how you make a cold email this is how you make a cold call. This is how you build a list and this is how you do your research, right? And this is how you should structure your day to make prospecting effective. Because if you don't have people coming in the door, you're going to lose. That's the first step. The second step is qualifying. So now you got a prospect. Now you qualify them. You ask them, there's six questions you need to ask them. You need to ask them, you know, these things. And then I say, so I go, so prospecting, qualifying, then there's a demo. There's some kind of demo every time. I'm going to show you my portfolio. I'm going to show you the product. I'm going to let you test it, whatever you got to do. Then. Then you um, ask for commit. Then there's commitments and negotiation and negotiation. There's a million books on negotiation, but it's really simple. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then you follow up and follow through. That's the prop. That's the sales process. It doesn't be, it doesn't need to get (laughs) convoluted or or crazy. Like stick to that. Now, if you're selling million dollar cybersecurity to IT professionals and it, 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 there's not, there's no more steps. Sometimes it loops. I, I would say, yeah, but, there's loops. That's about it. Yeah. They, they're, you might be, you might spend, you know, two months on a demo. It, well, you might or demo qualify. And come back to a demo or, you know, or, and yeah. And then come back. Yeah. So there's going to be loops for sure. I'm not saying it's not hard if you're selling million dollar cybersecurity software. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, you can learn it. And sure. The, the long sales cycle is, you know, is more about relationships and it's more about, whining and dining and you got to figure out where everybody's at and you got to get approvals. Yeah. Is, is your dang, book, bro. is your book uh digital only yeah. for now? It is for now it is. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll put it on Amazon. And when did you release it? December 1st, December 1st. It yeah. That was a wild story. I'm going to go on a few podcasts to talk about it, but That's I wrote exciting. that book. Oct- so we went to Disneyland October, like 25th. Okay. Like we went that week. And I was like, I want to write a book. And then I heard somebody on Twitter say, you can do pre pre-orders on Gumroad. Mm-hmm. And so I went on Gumroad and I built a, I, re- I wrote some copy, built a, built a little cover on Canva. Yep. And I was like, books coming out December 1st. Dude, I hadn't pre-order. written one word. I mean, I know sales. So I was like, but it, from, from, dis- from November 1st to December 1st, 
that that was it. That was the book. I wrote it in a month. Dude. Had it edited in a month. That's sick. It was cool. That's man. awesome. But I was like, um, but yeah, I just had a lot of like hot takes and and I was like, dude, it shouldn't be this hard. Well, and you're crushing it on Twitter and stuff. Now I've saw you totally revamp. Yes. Your approach to Twitter and social media right now. Well, I, yeah, I had to get off I Instagram. Think, but I think Twitter's, Twitter's like slept on in Utah. It really is. Dude, dude. Twitter is slept on in Utah. In and, general. And it's a gold mine. Dude, it's crazy. Dude, Twitter is such a great The right platform. side of Twitter. I mean, the right the side. Right. But, but like the money Twitter, the money Twitter. Builder, building public Twitter. The marketing Twitter is awesome. Marketing Twitter. It's so unbelievable, good, bro. The like, fitness Twitter is actually pretty good too. If you that's great too. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can get crazy on Twitter, but if you curate and you're intentional about who you follow on Twitter. Oh, your feed is great, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm only like uplifted and, and happy and motivated when I go on my Twitter. Feed. Me too. And, and I'm like, dude, so we're having good, good conversations. Yeah, I'm like, feels good. I learned motivated. that I'm bookmarking that. You're sharing it, hearting yeah. that, commenting mm-hmm. on that. It's like such a different experience than like anywhere Facebook. else. It's such a different Facebook. experience. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's the book. That's the sales process. And then I made this VA course um, because I'm a virtual assistant and we were actually talking about it, you know, last year where I was like, I wanted to be kind of like a hybrid, like coach, actual VA kind of thing. Um, Because there's so many things that like people get lost in like starting a business. And I just wanted some people to find an easy way to start a business. Yeah. And, and I intentionally, like I tried to stay away from like, make six figures a month. You know, if you're not, you know, make 20 grand a month. I I intentionally stayed away from that because I don't believe that. I I know, I know it's possible, but I'm just like, listen, I I feel like I have hot takes on that. Yeah. I just don't, I, I, well, and, and and please, and please share because I, you know, when you go to my landing page, it says like, if you want to start making an extra 2k a month, not quit your side job and just have fun. Yeah. That's reasonable. Why don't you go be a VA? Yeah, why don't you go be a VA? Because that's yeah, actually that's reasonable. Yeah. Well, it's reasonable. The course isn't it, like it's not like make a hundred grand and you know, it's in like six months. Yeah, make a couple, like make a thousand dollars as a high. Yeah, why don't you make hustle. a yeah, why don't you make a G? That would that would change a lot of people's life. You know what? And here's what I tell people that they're like, why do you think so low? And I'm like, okay, let me stop you right there. If you saw a hundred dollars on the ground right now, would you stop and pick it up? Everybody no, says yes. No, that's too low. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's everybody not, that's says not worth my time. <laughs> yeah, everybody says if you saw a hundred dollars, if you yeah, was across I, the street. If I saw a band, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, right. I go, I go, if you yeah, saw I'm sleeping down for like a quarter. Yeah. I go, oh, that's great, dude. So I go, so I, that's what I tell people. I go, dude, listen, if you saw a hundred a hundred dollar bill floating down on the, across the street, would you chase it down and pick it up? You would? Okay, then. That's all I need to hear, bro. That's all I need to hear. That's it. Because that's all this is. That's all I'm telling yeah. you to do, dude. Yeah. 250 bucks. That's not a lot of money. Mm. Go. If I gave you 250 bucks right now, would you be happy for yeah. free? If no strings just, attached. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, thank you. Gosh. Don't need it. I like people. You guys, man. People. I'm not, I don't get out of bed for listening. Get out of here with that, bro. You just get out of here. Get uh, seriously. I don't like that. And, and I don't like when, and so, and I don't like when, I think coaching contributes to the well, well, wealth gap. But to kind of circle it back, though, mm-hmm. like you're you're killing it on Twitter right now. That's I, all I'm trying to yeah, say. I, I, I see you posting a ton. I see you know, yeah, offering awesome insight and your hot takes and your stuff that can be controversial. With some people <laughs> right, like, but that's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, you know. And so I think you got to be. Yeah, I think your Twitter's doing really good. Yeah, I think. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I I, I sometimes I get on LinkedIn and I'm like, uh, we're almost done, Ben. Um. But yeah, because my wife said I had a hard stop at I had too. seven, seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hard stop at seven. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tell us when seven hits, buddy. <laughs> we got three minutes, but no. Okay. Before I, before I quit there, um, my idea was my hot take was uh, LinkedIn is terrible. I LinkedIn is terrible. I hate LinkedIn. I now. hate LinkedIn. I think There's a bunch of freaking LinkedIn is the worst place to be as like, as anyways. A, yeah. I hate LinkedIn. I, I, I honestly, Facebook's hit and miss. I love Instagram. Instagram's love Twitter. Fun. Twitter's dude. But I just, Instagram's for a personal reason, not for business. Yeah, sure. But. Sure. But no, but uh, LinkedIn, again, I, it's just really controversial, like work. Like there was a poll. And it's just amazing. Like people will throw these polls up that, and ask like the dumbest questions. So if you're, if you're in accounting and finance, so let me just ask you, let me ask you guys, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Right, We're in the if hot I seat. give you, if I give you, what would you take? 
$2 million today or $2 million guaranteed two years from now. Both are guaranteed $2 million today or $2 million two years from now. Today. Today. Why? Because I, I, I could, I could turn that $2 million into way more. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Years. So the rule is, so it's called the time value of money and the rule and the time value of money is a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Okay, so let me ask, like, like, okay, now we got that question. Yeah, thanks, inflation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So listen, so before we go, the next question, uh, the layer of that question is this, is um, you win the lottery, Mm -hmm. okay? And when you win the lottery, you get to take your money. There's two ways you can take your money. Do you know that? So there's a lump sum and there's an annuity option. Yeah. Okay, so you can either get two million up front or, or two grand or four grand a month until you, until, until you hit 2 million, right? Until your annuity runs out. What do you do? What do you take? What do you do, Ben? I don't know. No, no, no. But I mean, just you answer the first question. So uh, you take it. Lump you, sum. You take the lump sum. Okay. Right. Yeah. So somebody posted on Twitter, they're like, would you take this or that? And people are, and people are like, oh, why wouldn't you take the recurring revenue? I'm like, no, because you're an idiot. Down. Yeah, because of inflation. Can, that's why and you can do way more stuff. Yeah, because inflation is more make, than returns. Like double your money. Freaking it blew. And people were arguing over it. And I'm like, no, this is OK. This isn't an opinion. This is mathematics. Yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn is just freaking horrible for a lot of reasons. The All bots right. that yeah. message your inbox and just the spam. So, yeah. All right, dude. Well, all right. We got to stop. But tell us where everybody can find you. Tell us where we can get a monarch get our social uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the above. Just Monarch Social Brand. You'll find us everywhere. <laughs> all right, so. cool. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs>